I've heard. I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whispers of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleased and that I am never Father, it's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. I see many searching for.
good father to you are to you are to you are and i'm loved by you it's who i am it's who i am it's who i am the word of god is infallible true and always comforting in times of need. It is also our duty as believers to spread that word to all we come in contact with. Sing to the Lord with all you have, word of God speak. I'm finding myself at a loss for words, and the fun thing is, it's okay, the last thing I need is to be heard, but to hear what you won't say. Word of God speak, would you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty, the beast still and know you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness. Word of God speak. And the funny thing is 
as part of what was once called the way, God created us to be dependent and bring glory to his name. We as believers are subject to ridicule and often thought of as judgmental. But even in all that, we should never cease to sing songs of praise to our creator because we were made to worship.
This is the day you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Abba, Father, we come to you on this glorious day, expecting to hear from you, expecting your Holy Spirit to reveal to us what you are expecting of all of us, to fill us with your wisdom and understanding. Lord, help us to be a beacon of light that shines on those who do not know you, to spread your love and the new life that Jesus offers. Help us to reach out to you for strength and welcome each day as an opportunity to be renewed in you. Father God, help us to be better leaders of our community. Help us to put our faith into action. Thank you, Father, for guiding our steps through this thing called life so that our lives reflect your glory. We ask for forgiveness for anything we may have said or done that brought dishonor to your glorious name. We praise you, we love you, and we thank you for all that you have done, are doing, and will do in our lives, seen or unseen, to glorify your precious name. Let us always be mindful to give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise, and we pray all this in the name above all other names, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and all God's people say, Amen. Thank you, praise team. Wow, it's good to be with you all this morning. We are concluding today our Finding Dory sermon series, and I, I'm, I'm just so excited. I love to preach from the floor. So you all forgive me today. I'm not going to stand up there. You look at that beautiful display that's on the stage. That well, This is our last week, I believe, to see it. Wouldn't it have been great if those jellyfish would have moved up and down? Oh, it's just an awesome, talented people that we have in our church. I want to thank Alex and Doreen for all the, the work they put into that. And I want to thank Amy Haynes. Amy has given me some things this morning, and we want to begin right away by giving these great things away on Finding Dory. And I'm going to ask uh, Caitlin uh, if you would come forward and help me, because my eyes, I'm getting old, and my eyes just aren't as good as yours, and you will see who puts their hand up first, okay? Here's my first question. Dory has a problem. What is it? Who had their hand up first? Joey, what's the answer? Short-term memory loss. Joey, since you're, you're the first person, would you like what's in my right hand or what's in my left hand? Or would you like this? I'll let you. Thank you. I, I believe that lights up. Squeeze it. Does it light up? I don't know what it does. It, it, there it goes. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Pretty cool. Hey, are you all ready for my next question? Sorry I don't have any $1,000 bills, but, but, but my next question is this. There's a song. Maybe you've been singing it this past week. Keep on and raise your hand. Don't shout it. Keep on. Let's sing it. Keep on swimming. Keep on swimming. Let's keep swimming. Just keep swimming. I thought, well, it's a good one. I've been saying, which you'd like, what's in my right or what's in my left? This one. We'll let you, they're both the same. Let's take one back there. 
Don't know what these things are. We're just finding, it's finding Dory. Okay, next one that we have question. Are you all ready? Where did Dory go that she got lost? Anybody remember? She wasn't supposed to go there in the beginning of the movie, but she decides she's going to the... Is that the right answer, everybody? The reef, the fall off? Okay, what would you like? Right or left? This is my right. I don't even know what I'm doing. This is what happens when you get old. So I'm just getting old. Now we got two left here. I got to get two more questions. Are you ready? What are the names of the two fish that are helping Dory go back to home? Get home. Find home. I'll give you another. Nemo's right. Hank was the octopus. Do you remember the other, the other fish? Well, 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 we'll give you, we'll give you that. What would you like? And I got one more left. So this one should be hard, shouldn't it? What do you think? I'll let you. Do you have a question you think I should ask? That's really hard. There you go. How many arms does Hank have? <laughs> that was a hard one, wasn't it? There you go. Well, thank you all. Well, I, we, we've been having a lot of fun. I'm going to ask the ushers. They're going to hand out some stuff right now to get us ready for this last finale uh, sermon. And they're handing out some bubbles. I ask that you don't use the bubbles yet, but I would like them handed out. We're going to imagine this morning that we're under, under the ocean. And uh, while they're handing those out, we have a dramatic reading. I'm going to ask that the dramatic readers get in place for this. Did y'all take notice of Cameron's tie? He's always a sharp-dressed man, you know. He, he's got an Eagles tie on. Do we have any Eagles fans here? I am, t- he's, he- I heard booze. Was that from you? From you, just because you like the Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> well, anyway, I understand Eagles training camp is beginning, so I don't know if any of you are going, but. It's exciting. And, and, and I have to say this before we get real serious. Yesterday, just in case you didn't know, it was United Methodist Night at the Phillies. I don't know if any of you watched the game. But every time it appears when it's United Methodist Night, the Methodists must start praying at the end of the game somehow because it went into extra innings and the Phillies won. <laughs> 
That's the power of prayer right there at, at, at the stadium. So, okay, everybody got bubbles? Well, while they're, fin- while they're still handing those out, let me, uh, let me say a prayer for us today. Lord, we thank you that we can have fun and worship you and praise you. And Lord, I pray this morning that we can hear you speak to us through this reading of your word, through the message, and that we can even see through a movie how you, there's teachings in there about you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout the country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would have gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one would give him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to spare? But here I am, dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. And he ran and he put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, For all these years, I've been working like a slave for you. And I've never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours comes back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. Then the father said to him, You are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because... 
this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to you, O Christ. Thank you for that reading of our scripture text, the prodigal son. This morning we want to talk about finding your way home. Have you ever been away from your home, from your family, for a period of time? And you were looking forward to that day when you're finally going to get to see them face to face. Anybody here remember days like that? Maybe some of you were serving in the military and you were away from your family. Maybe some of you were in college. And yes, even though you have the ways to communicate through telephone or through email, even through Skyping, which I know one of our members of our congregation from the military, I know Stefan Skypes with Tony and Phyllis, I believe every Sunday, Saturday. And aren't we looking forward to a homecoming? Yes. The thought of going home. I know my wife, who I, who's here at this service, she, she's in, her family's in Florida. I am the evil son-in-law that stole their little baby girl and took her to Pennsylvania. And she hasn't seen her family in how long? Now, we did see some at last Thanksgiving, but she hasn't saw her mom and dad. I want to say now it's about four years. When we talk, we try to get them to come, but because of other reasons, we just haven't been down to Florida. I can tell you, I remember being homesick when I was in college and looking forward to that time of getting to go home. And the first time I was going home was going to be Thanksgiving. Does anybody ever homesick at college? Some of you. Justin, did your mom do anything when you were homesick? Told him to go back to school. (laughs) Justin and Bob, I I pray for you. I I know. And Alex. My mom, when I I told her I was homesick, she said, "What, what kind of foods do you miss? I said, well, they know I can't find any tasty cakes in Virginia. When you know it, these box came with tasty cakes. You know, sometimes when our families know we miss them and we miss those things of home, they try to get us those tastes of home. I'll never forget the time it was Fosnuck Day. My mother sent a box of Fosnucks. They were as hard as rocks <laughs> by the time they got to Virginia. But but my roommates loved them anyway. <laughs> we all have our earthly family, and we all have a need to feel connected and belong in this family that we're born into. All of us have that need. I believe, I believe that need is put there by God, that you want to be with family. And I think about culturally how there has been some changes because Sundays was a day uh, when family 
did stuff together. And it used to be years and years ago, and I say it because it was probably years and years ago, people would worship and go to church, and then they would spend the day having dinner together and spending the day at families' homes. Does anybody remember days of old like that? Some of you do. I don't think we do enough of that today, spending time with our families. We, are, we have become so busy that we need to take time to do that. So there's this need that we need to ask ourselves, do I have that family I fit into? Am I, do I find myself acknowledging my need to belong? And then we have this message that was read this morning from God's Word. The story of the prodigal son. But this passage of Scripture is really more about the father than the son. So I want you to think about that this morning, that this passage is really not about that son who runs off, but it's about the dad. You see, the son, the wayward son, if you want to call him, the prodigal son, he reveals a side of God's character that most people don't know. We talk about it, but we don't understand fully how much God loves us. So one of the things we say at Cockender for Church is God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it. He loves each one of you. And this, the Father's love doesn't depend on how good you are. Doesn't depend on how good you are. His love is constant. And the God's love for us never changes. It's amazing how sometimes people can say, well, I don't love you anymore. You see, the good news is God loves you, and that love for you is constant, and that love for you doesn't change. So we see in this Gospel of Luke how this son decides to ask dad for the inheritance early. And his father lovingly gives him his inheritance. You see, he asked, he received, and then we know that he runs off. Kind of like Dory, maybe. When you think of Dory going to the, the edge, the reef, the fall off, and, and realizing, you know, she was told not to go there, but she couldn't remember uh, that she was not supposed to be there. And you can see all the trouble she got into in the movie and how she's lost from her family and separated, and she's trying to find her way back home. She did, she, this, this son decided, hey, I want my inheritance early. I'm going to go off. I'm going to go have a good time. And I, I want you to imagine... Uh, because I think sometimes we're all there where we just want to run off and do our own thing. Amen? And sometimes we become like this son in the Scripture where we, we just, we don't care. We're going to do what we want to do because it's all about me. I think it was Nike who said, just do it 
And I believe sometimes we get that attitude. He had that attitude. I want you to picture his dad gave him the inheritance. The Bible doesn't say this, but I picture him running off, running, literally running from home. Just happy, so happy, excited. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to go to the casinos. I'm going to gamble. I'm going to throw it all away. Or maybe he thought he was going to gamble and become wealthier and richer. And then he thought, oh, I'm going to have lots of, lots of lady friends, and uh, I'm going to spend money, and I'm going to have prostitutes. I'm going to just have the life that this world has to offer. And of course, you know, he meets friends who help him spend his money. Did you know friends will always help you spend your money? My wife does a good job of that. She's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> So, so he eventually loses everything that he had. The inheritance is gone. And he ends up in a situation where he's feeding pigs. Doreen loves pigs. And they're, they're neat animals. but I would never want to eat the food that the pigs eat. We used to always call that the slop. Would any of you want to eat that for dinner? This gentleman was desperate. He doesn't have money. He's got this job feeding pigs. He's coming to his senses now. He's saying, well, I remember how great it was when I was at home. Even my dad's hired hands, they have uh, more than I'm having right now. Maybe I could go back and just be a slave for my dad. Well, we know that he returns home, and this is the part that I want you to see. He goes home, but his dad's been looking and looking and looking for his son to return. I'm going to ask Alex to show this clip from the movie Finding Dory, and if you want to get your bubbles out and blow the bubbles, please do so. There's nothing here. Not even kelp. Lots of kelp and some shells. This way... I like shells. I like shells.
Hello. I'm Dory! It's you! It's really you! Mom, you're actually here! You're... And Dad, so are you! I'm so sorry! Oh, honey. What? Oh, honey, no, no, no. Cupcake. I know I've got a problem. I know I'm... And I'm so sorry and all this time I wanted to fix it. And I can't. And, oh, and I try, I try, but my thoughts, they leave my head and ideas change and... I've forgotten you, and I'm so sorry. Dory, 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 don't you dare be sorry. Look, look what you did. What? You found us. That's right. You found us. Honey, honey, why do you think we stayed put here all these years? Because we believed one day you'd find us again. Exactly. But... I thought you were gone. How did we you... We went into quarantine to look for you, but you weren't there. Yeah, and we knew you must have gotten out through through the pipes. Through the pipes? That's right, sweetie, so, and so we did too. And we stayed in this spot for you ever since. Because, because we thought you might come back. So every day we go out and lay out... Shells. And you found us. Oh, honey, you found us, and you know why you found us? Because you remembered. You remembered in your own amazing Dory way. I did, all by myself. Oh, honey, really? Have you been by yourself all these years? My poor little girl. Oh, I haven't been all by myself. <gasps> Marlon and Nemo! That's kind of how the scene may have looked in this message of the prodigal son. The father's every day going to that driveway, looking at the edge for his son to return. And finally, because the scripture says afar off in the distance, he sees his son coming. He gets so excited. You see, that's how it is with God. He wants to have a relationship with all of us. He created us. He loves us constantly. But sometimes we're not giving him that love back. Sometimes we run off from God. And he's waiting for us to come back home to him. Notice in, in the scene in the movie after Dory realizes she's with her family her next response was, I'm sorry. In the scriptures, the son asked dad for forgiveness, and he's restored. There's a party going on, something the older son had never seen, a party for him. We always say when somebody comes to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, there's a party in heaven, and the angels are rejoicing. So this morning, I ask you, as it says on your connection card, have you come back home to God? Maybe some of you are still in search of returning to God. Maybe some of you are not even realizing you're lost and need to be found. 
And maybe some of us here today say, I've returned to God, but I know there's my friend or my, someone in my family who needs to return to God. And, you know, we're putting out the prayers. We're putting out the seashells. We're praying for God to put out uh, Holy Spirit guidance around our relatives, around our loved ones, around our friends and neighbors, around our classmates, our co-workers who are far from Christ, and, and to bring them back home. It's amazing what God can use and who God can use for someone to realize their need to return to him and have a relationship with him. Dory sees those shells. Can you imagine all the time, all those shells? I love that scene so many. And I think of, of all our lives when we're far from God, how he's putting all these things in our life, things that happen to us to draw us back to him, people that we meet, something we see. It could even just be standing at the ocean and seeing that beautiful ocean and the waves and the sand, feeling that breeze off the ocean and saying, wow, Lord, you love me. And Lord loves all of you and wants to have a relationship with you. So the next thing on your card today said, come back home to God. Also, we need to realize that Family is more than just the family we're born into. But when we're believers in Jesus Christ, this is family. Your brothers and sisters in Christ are family. Are, are we singing we are family this morning? Didn't know. I just thought I'd have you. See, when we are a family of believers, brothers and sisters in Christ, and when one hurts, we all hurt. When one rejoices, we all rejoice. But sometimes we forget about our church family too. Sometimes we can get, for some reason, get disconnected from our church family. And sometimes we have a hard, stubborn attitude to realize it's us, and we start blaming everybody at the church family. I'm looking for somebody young. Not that you all aren't young. Austin, you're sitting right next to your sister. Courtney, did Austin ever blame anything on you? Oh, she blamed it all on you, Austin. Now we know. See, sometimes we will blame it or disconnect from our church family. We'll say, well, I just don't like, and fill in the blank, whatever that would be. Or I just don't like the way they treated me. Or I just don't like the way the preacher preaches. Or I don't like the way he looks. I don't like the comfortable chairs that we sit in. We should be in pews. No one's saying anything on that one. You see what I'm saying? But we get, we get upset and we walk away. Cockender for church, think about this. We have over 400 members on our roll. Do you all realize that? 
over 400 people stood up, made a commitment to be a part of our family. They said they're going to support the church, the family, by praying for the family, by coming and being a part of the family, prayers, presence. They said, hey, we're going we're gonna to financially be a part, too, of this family. And we believe the Bible teaches about tithing. And, yeah, we, we're going to serve in this family because we realize that the family is not just one person doing all the work. Emma and Caitlin and Braden's back running the video this morning. Which one of the three of you does all the work? Caitlin does. Do you ever do things together? No. Well, you see, in the church family, we can't just be one person doing it all. We need everybody to work together. That's why we're better together. And, and we've made that, made that commitment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find that place to serve God. Because God's given all, all of us what, Randy? Gifts. And we need to use our gifts. And we made that commitment. So they made it good. Prayers, presence, gifts, service, and to be a witness for Jesus to share his love, that will be a living testimony. We're going we're to take risks and be risk takers like Dory and share that message of Christ. Over 400 people stood and made that commitment. Now, I don't know about all of you, but I sure miss folks when they're not here. Do you all miss folks when they're not here? I know I do. I take it personal when people get upset. And I don't understand what we can do. But we need to pray for those folks who are here. You probably know some this morning. And I don't mean those who are on vacation. I mean the folks who have not been to church in a long time. You probably know them. They, they've made a commitment to the family. And it's time they come back to this family. It's time that they allow themselves to fulfill the commitment they made to allow our church, our congregation, to do the ministry that God's called us to do. So that's why I put on there, realize that the family also means the family of God. When Dory returned to her parents, who are the two names she calls out? Marlon and Nemo. She realized that they're my family too. And she was very concerned about them. And we're all family in this place this morning. And we need to stay connected. We need to stay connected with, to God and our relationship with him and to each other. We can't do that unless we make a commitment to ourselves and to God. Hey, I'm going I'm to stay connected in my church family. This fall... We're going to have another opportunity to really get connected in small groups during our fall spiritual campaign. We're going to have an awesome opportunity to do that. So I want to encourage you, you know, already start praying about how you can get, be a part of a group and get connected to people, get to know people better. Because it's all about connecting. It's all about coming home. God is love. God has the power to change the world. And God can use each one of you. 
I'm going to ask the praise team to come up on stage and get ready for uh, our next set. And I'm just going to, I want us this morning to, as we sit here before I close in prayer, I just want us to hold our hands out like this. Everyone, close your eyes, and maybe there's somebody here today, and you say, you know, I, I know I'm lost, and I need to come back to God. Maybe there's somebody here who's even rejected your, your family, whether that be a church family or your earthly family. Lord God, you say to us, your love is deep, high, and long. And you call out to each one of us to come home. Lord God, this morning I pray that some who may be afar off from you would return home. I pray, Lord God, you'll forgive us for those times when we create distance between you and us. Forgive us and show us the path back to you through your Holy Spirit. And help us to live our life the fullest, that we can live that adventure that you promise, knowing that all that we go through in life, you go through it with us, that you're our best friend. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Family needs to stay together and pray together and love God together and worship God together, that we are family. And, we're, and it's all because we're connected to the Heavenly Father who always is looking for us, who's always loving us and waiting there for us. If you returned and you, you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your Heavenly Dad, say amen. Amen. It's the greatest thing that can ever happen to you. Getting your life transformed, knowing that you're forgiven, knowing where your future is, knowing that no matter what happens in this world, He's in control. Knowing that whatever storm you're going through right now, he's going to get you through. Knowing that there's a time coming when you're not going to have a body with pain. That's the exciting thing for me because I got pain every day. You know, knowing that there's a time coming when we're going to be with our loved ones who've gone on before in heaven who know Jesus Christ. What a great family reunion that's going to be. Are you ready for that reunion? I can't wait till that reunion comes. And I can't wait till Jesus Christ returns because that's when this world will have peace. That's when there will be no more wars. But until Christ returns, the Bible says there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, and we need to pray. We need to continue to pray today for our nation and for this world and all the people that are going through so much today. I can't, I've, I, we need to pray for America. Amen? I, I just cannot believe sometimes when I see what's happening in the news in our country. And I believe God's blessed us. We, we may not have asked for it, but we're, we're here in this country. We're born in this great nation. And we have, we have men and women who, who serve our nation and put their life on the line for our freedoms and protect other nations' freedoms as well. Anybody here who served in the military, raise your hand. Some of you have. And anybody here knows somebody now who's serving? 
Some of you see, we got to keep these folks in our prayers. They're going through so much. And we need to pray for our president, our leaders. The Bible tells us to do that. Whether you agree with them or not, they need our prayers. They need our prayers for guidance and wisdom. And somehow we got to work together as a nation. We got to pray that, they, that we can work together, Democrats and Republicans and independents and everybody working together for the good of the nation. We need to pray for our churches because as I, as I share, it, you know, it seems the church, Christianity in America, believe it or not, is on the decline. We need to pray for us that we'll be risk takers and get the message out and that we'll live the walk, not just talk it. People want to see Christ in us. They want to see what Christ has done in our lives and how we're living it out, not just talking it. And we live it out when we walk out of this place. I'm going to ask Cameron to come, and I want him to pray for specifically this morning for our nation, for our nation. Lord, we come before you today as the called out ones, the ones who are serving your kingdom, the members of your kingdom. Lord, one of the commandments you gave to us is that we be continue to prayer, have prayers of intercession for our nation, for our leaders. So Lord, we lift them up to you right now. Lord, give wisdom. Give guidance to all who are making these big decisions for our country and really for the world. Lord, we pray for safety for all of the brave men and women who defend our freedoms. We pray their safe return home. Lord, we pray that you bless their mission. But Lord, most of all, we know that as the church, we have a responsibility to be an advocate for you in our nation. We pray that hearts are turned in this country. We pray that we are turned, and in turn, we can turn others to you. That we are living lives so different, so bright, so loving, that people can't resist coming to join the movement. We pray that we are living witnesses, that our very lives are witnesses to you. Lord, we know that we aren't going to go anywhere until we all work together. And we can look out and we can see all the discord. We can see all the anger, all the hurt, the fighting across party lines, against brother and sister, against between races. Lord, we pray for unity. We know, Holy Spirit, that you are the spirit of unity, that you are the spirit of love. Tie us together and bring us that harmony. And Lord, help us on our mission of bringing harmony. You've given us a great responsibility to carry your gospel, to carry your good news. You did the hard work. You went up on the cross. You redeemed us. You're transforming us. Help us do our part in getting that message out. 
of in turn bringing the kingdom everywhere so we may transform the world. Lord, we have freedoms in this nation that others don't. So let us not take those for granted, but let us use them to the fullest. Let there be prayer in the streets. Let there be praise songs sung everywhere. And Lord, with our attitudes, may it always be as if we are serving you wherever we are, whenever we are. Jesus, we ask that you are forged in us. King Jesus, continue to let us follow in your path. Continue to empower us in that. And Lord, let the nation become more like you as we spread your witness. Let that harmony and love overflow, Jesus. Amen. In the way of uh, announcements before our offering, I encourage you to fill out your connection card. You can put prayer requests on there. There's a lot of things that we are, are getting ready to celebrate that we need help with, like our anniversary of 20 years for our daycare. We're excited about that coming up, and you can see a lot of, a lot of things on there that you can sign up for. RevFest is only uh, a few days away. Tickets are free. I hope all of you got tickets or told people about it. Uh, and we also have a camping outing next weekend, uh, the 3rd and the 4th, at the Roland Miller Campground. And it starts Friday night, Alice and Roland, what time? So around 5, and then Saturday again. You, and if you can't come Friday night, come Saturday if you don't want to spend the night. That, but come, spend some time up at Roland and Alice, be with some church family, have a great time. They have incredible things there, alligator wrestling. But they'll have a lot of we have a lot of fun. So we we thank Roland and Alice for opening their their home and their property up for us to come and to to just get away from from things. I encourage you leave your cell phones at home if you go and just get away from the technology and enjoy nature and hiking and the outdoors and things they have there to offer. Are there any other announcements you share? Alex, do you need to share anything about RevFest? As it's, I know it's so close. Yeah, if you guys want to take a poster, they're out in the lobby. I can also get you tickets in the lobby if you're interested. Um, and we do need some help from volunteers, so if you're interested in helping during the day at all, please see me after the service. I'll be here for quite some time. Am I, am I right? The, the tickets numbers are, are over 150? We're actually right under 150 right now. Right under. Well, that is great. And it didn't even happen yet. Usually folks wait till the last minute. So, so this is great. So keep spreading the word. We want to see the place filled with people just excited to worship God. I want to thank, too, the praise team last night for having power worship. And they're here this morning. That was a, that was a long, where's he? That was a long, how many, 16 songs? I think so, yeah. It was, it was awesome. So thank you all. Give our praise team a hand for all they do. Preparing for worship, and thank you. Good to, good to see Andy a, a part of our team now, too. And, and our, that drummer we had last night, I'm told he drove three hours to be here. And that's awesome. He and was three a, hours back. Yes, that's six hours total. 
That's, that, that was awesome. So, wow. So, it was a wonderful, wonderful Saturday night worship. So, I thank our praise team. Are there any other announcements before the ushers come? Again, we welcome you to Cockendurfer. We're glad you all are here to worship and praise the living God. Let us give God our tithes and our offerings. As we close worship today, let us always be mindful that what we do here with the gifts God has given us has a reflection on the lives of those we come in contact with. We are a family created by God to bring glory, honor, and praise to his mighty name. But this place, earth, is only the beginning because there will be a day when all here will no longer matter. It will be a better day. Please rise and join us in our closing song, Better Is One Day. Within your presence I see
And now, Lord, as we go from this place, we go because we know we are so happy and excited to be a part of your family, Lord, to be in relationship with you as our Lord and Savior, to know that these people that are standing around us are our brothers and sisters, that we're not alone. We're in community. I pray, Lord God, you will continue to increase the community of Cockatoo Church. I pray, Lord God, that you will use us to stay connected to you and to each other, that when we are disconnected, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit will tug on our hearts and draw us back to you and back to each other. I pray, Lord God, as we go from this place, it will go as the family of God, going out to the world to make a difference, to change the world, to be your hands and feet, to be used by you this week. And I ask, Lord God, that you'll bring us back next week as we gather around your table and celebrate the Lord's Supper. Lord God, we love you and we give you our life. And we ask, Lord, that you remind us that you are with us through the power of your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.